0: Our speaker tonight is Lisa. Hi, I'm Lisa. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I have a few pictures. Oh here, I'll give them here first and then okay. I some, sorry, fake out. <laughs> um I have been in OA um for about seven years, a little over seven years, and actually um next month, God willing, will be seven years of abstinence and I'm down 120 pounds from the weight I was when I came in, which is my top weight. Um, And I am just gonna talk about what it was like, what happened and what it's like now. Um, And um, actually I may jump around too. Um, So I just wanna say that I actually, today is my one month anniversary of getting married I got married last month um, which is a total miracle and a total <laughs> gift of program like for sure 100% miracle. Um, when I came in to program I um, was you know um, obese. I was suffering from depression and anxiety and panic attacks, high blood pressure. Um, I had never been in a romantic relationship, um, or even, like, kissed someone in, like, a romantic way, um, and I, um, really hadn't, didn't feel really close and connected to anyone, except for maybe my sisters, and, people that I had just known for like a really, really, really long time. Um, and I just had so much shame. Um, and so I don't know why I wanted to start with that, but I think just um, like the reason I like being timed in thirds is because when I do like the what what it was like, what happened and what it's like now, I could spend the whole time talking about what it was like. and I don't want to do that because we all know what it's like to be in the agony of the disease. Um, I was, I had a food obsession from the time I was really, really a little kid. That's my story. I was an overweight kid. My mom and dad put me in um, commercial diet programs as a little kid, which was really humiliating. And dealing with that Sadness and anger at them is something that I've gotten to work through and program through working the steps and having a relationship with a higher power. And now I know that like they just really loved me and they were worried about me and they that was their way of, you know, trying to do what they thought was was going to be right for me to be healthy and happy. Um And just always the subject of food and eating and my body just carried a lot, lot, lot of shame Um, from the time I was really little, but probably like eight years old was like when they like first put me in like a big diet program. So I think that's like the eight year old me. Some of the work that I've done in program, which is kind of like, you know, in addition to the steps has been like, sometimes I'll like give that eight year old girl a little hug and just say like, it's okay, like I'm gonna take care of you now, like you're okay. Um, and... Um, other than that, was in a really, like, happy family, um, um, and, um, yeah, used to, like, sneak food, um, didn't know why I always wanted to eat so much, um, and that just really continued, um, in high school, and, and then I went away to college, and, um, you know, for the first time, was kind of like in charge of my own food and managing my own money, and you know could just like eat in a way that I wanted, and so my weight just kept going up and up and up and up um, I think the first picture on there is from when I was in college um and um yeah, it was just really isolating and really full of shame, and I would plan my eating binges. Um, you know, in advance and eat by myself and not tell anybody how I ate and eat normally in front of other people and then buy a bunch of food on the way home from like dinner with friends or whatever, and then you know, binge eat. I'm a binge eater. Um, and then isolated, you know, in the literature where it says like we drew the drapes and we unplugged the phone and we just ate like that was me. Um so um When I was in my early twenties, I had my first and only quote unquote successful experience with losing weight, which I lost and then had like maybe a couple months of being like a more normal weight and then I just had couldn't couldn't not eat um and I just remember thinking like I wish I could just like stop time and like stop reality and then just eat a bunch of food and then like be like okay game on and like and you know life that's like magical thinking obviously. Um, so I first heard, when I first heard about OA um, I knew like immediately from seeing the first flyer that that was me like eating in secret, going on eating binges for no reason, having health problems because of um, my eating, you know, eating habits, um, just all, all the things that it said, um, and, um, it took me a little while to come in, um, because I was really scared of the God thing, you know, I was, I had, like, heard, I had been to some meetings, and I'd heard the steps, and so I was already, like, skipping to, you know, skipping right past step one, to steps, like, two, three, um, and so I finally just got miserable enough where, like, the misery outweighed the the fear. And actually, it was a therapist that really helped me um, who did not have a background in the 12 steps. But she had asked me to come up with some goals for um, therapy. And one of my goals was that I wanted to come back to Overeaters Anonymous because I'd been to a few meetings here and there and I wanted to actually stay and work the program. Um, And so she helped me get the courage to do that, um, which I'm really still grateful for. Um, So I came in summer 2012 and um, I just started sharing whenever there was newcomer sharing time. Someone gave me the really good suggestion that I could just like be a newcomer for, like, a few months and use newcomer sharing time. So I don't know that I did for a few months, but definitely I remember at multiple meetings just, like, really raising my hand and just trying to be honest and sharing during the newcomer sharing time, um, which was, I think, a miracle, because that was, I think I, I, from the first time, even from my very first meeting that I went to, like, in my early 20s, that I just didn't, I didn't come back for a while after that. I could, it was amazing to hear people being so honest about everything, but also honest about what they ate and what they did with food and how they thought about food and everything else. And so I think I just got some courage from that and um, was able to, um, thank you, was able to come in and, and, and follow suit and just be honest and cry in front of people and say like, I I need help, but I'm scared, and I don't know how you all, like, call each other and mm-hmm. say when you want to eat. Like, that just seemed like you were speaking, like, a Martian language or something. Um, so I got a sponsor, and we started working through the steps, and um, I made a commitment to abstinence. Pretty soon after starting to work with her, and um, that was october twenty second two thousand twelve and um, and that's still the abstinence that I have today, although my food plan has changed um, in that time um, and so i um, a week a couple weeks ago I found this um, thumb drive like one of those like USB drives um in like an old box and um plugged it in with like my like into my husband's computer and um and he was like he plugged it in for me and we were like looking at it together and it was from like two thousand seven and one of the things on there was that I had like made some notes for I was gonna like write a book or like uh or like write a movie script about my experience of, like, losing weight and then gaining weight. Um, and I really wanted, like, the, the, like, main character of this story to just be, like, like, a fat girl who was, like, dealing with life and was, like, lovable and, um, like, happy um, and also overweight. Um, and I had made a specific note in there. I do not want this character 's story arc to be that she like meets a man and then is saved by like falling in love with this man, and like that makes her whole life like worthwhile because that was just like I think at that time I was just done with that trope mm-hmm. um, so i don 't know why exactly i 'm sharing this, but I think that um A couple things strike me as funny of that little slice of life from, you know, whatever that is, 12 years ago. That was about five years before I came into program, I guess. Um, That, number one, like, I like that fantasy idea of, like, this woman who is, like, in a big body and is still, like, happy and fulfilled. And I really wanted that to be me, and that was not me. Um, Because I was just, like, I was really, really miserable. And my food obsession, I couldn't go, like... You know there's the compulsion to eat and then there's the obsession with food and i just really could not go five minutes without thinking about food and where was the next and it was such a constant that i wasn't even i think always aware that it was there um so there was that and it i remember when i first started working with my sponsor that she said um food and relationships are very much linked um you know speaking from her experience. And I remember at the time being like, what? I don't really get that. Like, I didn't say this, of course, because I couldn't admit to not knowing everything. But I just remember thinking, like, that's interesting. And so, like, over time, I feel like, um, you know, as I've gotten deeper into the program and working the steps, it's been like, oh, yeah, food and relationships. And like, one of those things is that, like, if I'm Obsessed with the food and just chattering about the food, like I cannot be present with you um i can't I can't like build those relationships, and especially if I'm feeling the shame that was kind of my overarching driving motivation when I came in was just like shame and just like covering up like making sure that everybody thinks that I'm okay and that I think that I'm okay because I'm really not okay um and that is not a what for me was not a position from which I could be in healthy relationships. So I think like I really didn't want that to be the story of the heroine of my creation. Um, that falling in love would make her worthwhile, um, and like kind of separate from that, I think part of like anyway I'm getting a little bit off track. Um, but it's funny because a really, really big part of my recovery story, like my emotional and spiritual recovery, has been um like falling in love, and even before that, like coming into my own as like feeling like an attractive and sexual person. Um, and you know I don't hear people all, very often in these rooms talk about sexuality. Um, and I'm being recorded, so I'm not going to talk about it that much either, but, um, but that's been a big part of my journey. Um, and so it really, really is a miracle that, you know, like two and a half years ago, um, I met a man and, and fell in love with him and we just, we, we decided to get in, or he proposed to me earlier this year and then we got married and that's been like a really such an amazing gift um and also like a really lovely thing to have that's like on top of this foundation of like spiritual emotional and and physical recovery um so let's see let's see what else I want to share about I guess I'll talk a little bit about um those three pillars of the program the physical emotional and and spiritual um so my physical story is that um I am at present about forty pounds higher than I was at my lowest in program, which was about probably three years ago um and about two and a half years ago or so, um I noticed that I was like hungry all the time. And I would talk to my sponsor about it and I would like text her like updates like okay, I'm gonna like add this as a snack because I'm really hungry. Um and so I um visited a nutritionist that I have Visited with periodically throughout my time, and she's the one that gave me my um, initial food plan that I worked on at the start. And and she advised me that I had gotten too restrictive with my diet of taking out certain foods, um, and she suggested that I amend my food plan um, and add more food and also take back some foods that I had given up um and so i in that situation you know with the help of my sponsor i um i followed that outside guidance um thank you and i changed my food plan um and um and that nutritionist also um, told me you know for you it may be possible that you are meant to be in a slightly bigger body or not she didn't say meant to be but she said for you healthy may be a slightly bigger body than what you may want it to be and I was like I did not want to, I didn't want to hear that because you know I would I did not up to that point identify with Um, restrictors in the program Um, because in my mind I still like had a little bit of weight to lose Um, and so I started like reaching out more making more outreach calls to people who in the program who identify as restrictors and really like hearing my higher power speak through them Um, so I share this with slight trepidation because it's not something that I hear very often in the rooms. I think, um, you know, I really want my story to be that it's like my food plan is totally black and white and there's a bunch of things I don't eat. And that's true. I mean, there are a list of foods that I do not eat, I don't eat. My abstinence is no binging and no sweets. but again, but as I said, I've taken back some foods that I had previously given up, and um, while my weight is higher than the body that I would like to be in, um, my mental and physical health is, like, better than it has ever been, Um, and I, you know, as I said, when I came in, I was suffering from depression and panic attacks, and Particularly since I made this adjustment to my food plan, I I have not had a panic attack in like two over two and a half years, which has been like a complete and total miracle. Because um, there were times in this program when I had to go to a meeting and I, in my share I had to say and like, will people come up and give me hugs after the meeting? Because that's the only way that I can feel not quite so anxious. Um, and um, and I've like got a really great exercise routine right now for the first time ever basically in my life. I'm like lifting weights, my body is strong. Um, so anyway, that is um, an area that where my story will continue to unfold is my physical recovery. Um, and then um, how much time is left on that timer? Five minutes. Okay, great. Um, In terms of um, emotional recovery, I'm saving the best for last. I'm saving spiritual for last. Um, In terms of emotional recovery, um, yeah, for me, so much of that has to do with the mental health recovery that I have experienced over my time in this program, which has just been completely beyond my wildest dreams, for sure. Um, The process of being able to be feel close to people and be vulnerable with people and to learn through experience through this program, through opening up to people in this program and getting so much love and um, empathy in return, Um, just learning that like that is what makes closeness, you know, it's not like the perfect, it's not the perfect veneer that will make me feel connected to people and helps people feel connected to me. It's it's the opposite. so the fact that now I have that capacity and I can step through that fear and actually make connections with people is, um, is, a, a, is again, beyond my wildest dreams. Um, and then the spiritual recovery. Um, I have developed a relationship with a higher power that's really working with, for me today. Um, It's not perfect. I'm not perfect with my spiritual practice. I particularly since I moved in with my partner. um, We moved in together like a year ago. Um, It's been hard. I've had times where I'm not very disciplined or willing about like setting my alarm alarm early enough in the morning to like get up and do my my prayer and meditation and or not disciplined about if I skip it in the morning not necessarily disciplined about doing it later but um but my relationship with my higher power my definition of my higher power that I got to define for myself in step two is really working for me today um and that was not always the case throughout my life um Where I had like a really scary idea of a higher power um and it's definitely a one day at a time, like this morning, I did ten minutes of meditation, which for me that's pretty darn good um but that's definitely a one day at a time praying for willingness to you know uh um, make time for a conscious contact with my higher power um so. I feel completely and totally indebted to this program. Um, you know, it's like a little bit traffic y to come over from Berkeley on a Tuesday night, and so I was driving over here like just feeling like all oh, high and then sometimes like this voice will come in like when I'm feeling like like a little bit meh about doing service, and sometimes this voice comes in that's like Lisa. <laughs> Think about all the gifts that you have received from this program. You can take a few hours to drive over to San Francisco and be of service and then drive back. So I'm so grateful for that voice of my higher power and sanity that comes in. I'm so grateful for service. Um, and I'm just really grateful to be in this fellowship. So thanks, everybody. Thank you.